It's gone. It's rolling. Oh, neat. What was that squeal and sound? Well, on that note, <laughs> we're going to welcome everybody back to Five's the Crowd. I'm Zach, and I'm going to host today. Hi, Zach. No more Cam and Austin. It's going to be about Zach tonight. He's Just our kidding. guinea pig. <laughs> but let's introduce the round. We got Cam. Hey, y'all. Tony. Hello. Chris. Why, hello. And Austin. How you doing? <laughs> I like it. You sound like Joey from Friends. And we decided tonight, if you didn't get a glimpse of it from our last episode, uh, we want to shoot into Urban Legends. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Kind of dipped and dived into it last episode. Not a lot, but brought it up a little bit. A little taste. Give him a little, little, little salt a on little, the tongue. A little lick. Ooh. <laughs> Speaking of licking, <laughs> jump right in. Jump right in. That takes us. You know what, Chris? Give us our first little tale. No, he's not doing licking. Oh, you're doing the licking. <laughs> so we're, not even, licking. we're not even I'm a minute in, and we're already talking about lots of licking. <laughs> lots of licking. I want to know though, Cam. What's an urban legend? Urban legends. So an urban legend. Um, is basically it's some sort of myth or legend that's passed on, usually orally. Sometimes <laughs> everyone stops smiling. <laughs> Sometimes through like <laughs> or a text or whatever. But it's a story of some kind of like crazy event or creature or just creepy things, usually passed off as being true and usually coming from some sort of relation. You know, like my brother's friend's cousin told me or I heard that this girl at work's great aunt saw this kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of, it's one of those crazy, like, mythological things that's passed on from person to person. Makes sense. All kinds of crazy. I know we've got a lot of crazy ones. Like, I feel like we grew up in a time, especially kind of, <laughs> to make us sound real old, pre, like, cell phone era. Yeah. A lot yeah. of these things were passed on. Almost to like teach lessons, it feels like, but they kind of took on a life of their own. Yeah. Like, what are what are some of the most classic ones you remember? Well, well, we got Bloody Mary, of course, Bloody Mary. Um, Bloody I, Mary. About the only one I can really remember. I just remember being in what first grade, and that's when I finally did it by myself. What? All I, I did in it by first my, grade. I, I did it by myself in, I like in how the you, bathroom like, at school. Animal. I turned off all the lights and I did it. Dude, that room's scary enough with the lights on. Animal. He <laughs> it with like I waited all the way up until I was in first grade. He's like, dude, I wasn't like high school. <laughs> I, remember, I remember it was like first or second. Zach's grade. like, I'm finally getting a soul. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why she didn't appear. Because I didn't have a soul. Can I have one of your extras? I remember <laughs> you just say in elementary. I remember in elementary in one of the bathrooms, the mirror was cracked in the corner, and all the kids said that's where Bloody Mary tried to come out. <laughs> Dude, kids are demons. Right? Wow. wow, scary little buggers. <sighs> but for those of you who don't know, which I feel like wouldn't be a lot of people, but Bloody Mary is essentially the urban legend that you go into a, a bathroom. Only lit by candlelight, from the way I've heard it, right? Or some kind of light. Yes. I think you just have to have a dim, dim lighting. lighting dim somewhere. lighting. And then you just... What What do you do, Chris? So you, you like this one. There's there's different ways of doing it. Some people, it's you stare at yourself in the mirror, 
and you say Bloody Mary's name, and it varies between 10 and 47 times, <laughs> or whatever it is. I always thought it was three. I always thought it was three, too. Mm, that's I too easy. I thought it was 13. That's easy. <laughs> I'd have gotten 10. <laughs> you, so you do another part of it was some people say you get your hands wet, put your hands on the mirror, stare at yourself in the mirror, say Bloody Mary. Longingly. Longingly. And say Bloody Mary. And at that point, either your face would disfigure or you'd see Bloody Mary staring at you through the mirror and she would try to get out. So there's different depiction of what she did, too. One of them would be she'd just stare at you to try to scare you. Another one would be she'd try to get out of the mirror to steal your eyes. She ever tried to pull you in? She'd try to steal your soul. She'd try to grab your soul and and trap you in the mirror. That's why she never appeared to me. I don't have a soul. That's it. like, waste of time. (laughs) Come on, Ginger, again. (laughs) They just keep breeding. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. I love you. I do. (laughs) Professing. So, so can I ask this? I don't know. Maybe you'll know. Who's Bloody Mary? So it's got to come from somewhere. There's different stories about that, too. Some this is say, what I, I never understood. So some story. say it was Bloody Mary because that was the nickname of Queen Elizabeth VIII. <laughs> yes. That's what uh, I always heard. So she... She had a lot of people killed. She had a lot of people killed, but she also couldn't get pregnant. And she was supposed to give an heir. And she never could. And she had a false pregnancy, but she'd kill her suitors or whatever claiming they're Protestant, and that's the way she'd kill them because they were trying to convert to Catholic, Catholic, Catholicism, Catholicism at that time. Another, so I, I dug pretty deep into this, and the main one I could come up with is in the 18th and 19th century, there was an old woman who lived in a cabin away from a, a town, and this is Europe, and she would make herbs and sell them to the to the town and they young daughters started disappearing in this town young girls and they couldn't find where they were and so some of them finally got the courage to go talk to this lady and they noticed that she was an old hag and she started looking younger and younger and younger and so in the middle of the night one night one of the townsfolk had a toothache and she was out dressing her toothache and her daughter almost entranced walked out the door and was walking towards this glowing light at the edge of the woods. And she's screaming and trying to stop her daughter and her daughter keeps pulling away. And they start waking up the townsfolk and they come out and see, and they see the old lady at the edge with a wand and she was calling the child in and from what the legend goes, well, they ended up killing bloody Mary and burning her at the stake. And she's one does with a witch. (laughs) Yeah. So she screamed out, (laughs) she screamed out that I'm going to get vengeance. I'm going to steal your soul through a mirror, but they go to the very specific thing. They yell on the stake. Something to that degree. Something to that degree. When an idiot lit a black candle. But (laughs) a virgin. 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 (laughs) So they did that and they burned her and they went to the her house and they found that all the kids were in unmarked graves and their blood had been drained. So they thought she was drinking their blood for youth to regain her youth. 
But then there's a ritual to where the ritual kind of emerged with the with the legend of Bloody Mary to where a bride to be would hold a candle and a mirror, walk up the stairs backwards and then turn around, look in the mirror and she could see her husband in the future. So she could either see her husband. If she saw a skull in the mirror, that means she wasn't going to live long enough she to get die. married. She's going to die. So Gross. I think they kind of merged those two things together. Interesting. Kind of interesting. I got down the rabbit hole. Dude, I like that, that though. That, it's yeah. cool to it see. Like, the creeps. Yeah, I like that. That just portion gives me the creeps. Realistic backwards. Eerie, huh? <laughs> I'm going to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do it. You see who your bride will be? I'm going to see I mean, who my bride is. Who your groom will be or whatever. My groom. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, one, along with that, one that always creeped me out as a kid was the urban legend about the guy who, like, he goes to, like, a bar or something. Mm-hmm. And he, like, starts hitting on this beautiful woman and she's all into him. Well, then he, the la- last thing he remembers is he he's, like, going home with this girl. Then he wakes up the next morning. He's in a bathtub full of ice with a, a note taped to him next to a scar that says, call 911, your kidney's gone. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember that. At least she yeah. wasn't a heartbreaker, you know? <laughs> no, she was a kidney taker. <laughs> I remember seeing like a YouTube video of some guys pulling a prank on their buddy. Yes. Yeah, no, like it was, I remember That's it being... Done. A yeah. pretty big legend. It was, like, yeah. Because they, then they would sell the kidney. They would sell the kidney on Park Snatchers or whatever is mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's movies about it. It's yeah. in TV shows and stuff. Like it, I remember being so scared as a child that somebody was going to take my kidney. <laughs> That's why you don't meet random women at the bar. Exactly. Especially when you're 10. <laughs> <laughs> now, where do you meet Shaylee? Not at the bar. <laughs> I still have both kidneys. At do the you? genius bar. <laughs> oh, no. And I never did Bloody Mary. Dude, I never <laughs> would. Yeah. No. Because I didn't want her to take my kidney. <laughs> <laughs> like See, it's all coming together. It's all, it's all coming together. <laughs> One oh. of the ones I always liked was um, the uh, the dog licking story. Um, Back to licking. Yes. Um, now, I've heard that there's a couple variations of the overall story um but the one i heard is uh so this teenage girl is home alone for the first time and she is watching the news and she hears that a killer escaped and uh so she gets scared locks all the doors and windows oh i forgot to mention so she's home alone but she does have her dog as company her dog is a big beefy dog, one not to mess with. But yeah, so she gets scared after hearing the news, locks all the doors and windows, but forgets to lock the basement. Always the basement first. Right. Mm. So she goes to bed. Amateur hour? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she goes to bed and she lets the dog sleep under her bed as comfort. Well, middle of the night rolls around and she hears this dripping noise coming from the bathroom and it freaks her out. So as comfort, (laughs) as comfort, she puts her hand down to the side of her bed and the dog gives her uh, or licks her fingers as kind of a comforting. I don't like where this is going. Hey, I'm here. I'm getting the chills already. Yeah, I don't like this story. Fast forward. You guys don't know this story? (laughs) No, No. bro. Keep going. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So then dog licks her fingers. So she feels comforted. Everything's good. She goes back to bed. So the morning rolls around. She wakes up. She walks into the bathroom and her dog 
is mutilated, hanging in the shower. The dripping noise she heard is the dog's blood hitting the bottom of the tub. And on the mirror, in the dog's blood, it says humans can lick too. Oh! <laughs> oh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got no, the dude, chills on that in one. The same, wow. In the same vein as that story, there was the other one where two, two girls called roommates. Right? I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Oh, God. get ready for this one. <laughs> two girls, they're called roommates. One of them's kind of, a, they always paint her as like a more, uh, like a kind of a religious person, like a more goody goody girl type thing. And then the other one was kind of, you know, more, like to get down, like to get a little busy from time to time. Floozy. Floozy, as <laughs> one would say. Well, anyways, the goody-goody girl, she go, she's out, like, studying one night, Slut. taking a test. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she's out studying, taking a test. She's out all night, right? And it's not uncommon for her to come home and her roommate's doing some stuff with a, with a friend or whatever. Doing a little hanky-panky. A little hanky-panky. Hank to the pain. Well, anyways... She comes in and she's about to turn on the lights and she hears her roommate and decides, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to disturb him. I don't want to see anything. I'm just going to bed. Well, she goes to bed, wakes up the next morning to find that her roommate is dead. She was murdered. Then written in blood on the wall, it says, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? Yikes. Yeah. Okay. With the dog story, though, what if they had a cat? Does the guy just use some sandpaper? No, the guy loses. Cats are the devil. Well, <laughs> the, the cat in that story, the cat murders the teenager. <laughs> this is all over the and place. And then says, lick this. <laughs> <laughs> and then poops everywhere but the litter box. <laughs> says, lick this in the wall. It's made of pee. Because the cat's mad. So the, the girl wakes ball. up in the middle of the night to the... <laughs> <laughs> That was a terrible gagging noise. That's the that sound of the hairball coming yeah, out. I, I think I can. That's exactly like a, what they sound that like. That more yes. sounded like a bed squeak. That's exactly <laughs> what I can thought. hear it now. It's a, In the post, you're going to hear. You got to hear it. You got to hear a cat then. So, what kinda, about? so I got to hurry and say on the whole hanky panky thing, one of my favorites. Hanky panky? Yeah. <laughs> I love um, Hanky Panky. <laughs> so this one, I think it if I when I read it, it's the story started back in the 50s. And um it's where boyfriend, girlfriend pull off on the side of the road, and they start getting a little busy. Well then on the car radio, it comes on that not far from where they were at, a serial killer had broken loose out of the mental institution. And this serial killer had a hook for a hand. As one does. Correct. Yes. I know and what you did last summer. Yes. Although that wasn't. He that held a hook hand. in his hand. That was a fisherman's hook. It's kind of Candyman style, like shoved into the stub. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Um, hook stub. So anyway, they kind of overhear that. They get scared. They decide to head home. Well, when they get home, they get out to find. And well, wait, don't they hear? They hear noises. She's getting freaked out because she's hearing. That's what it is. So they hear the thing on the on the radio. Then they hear noises and stuff tapping or like hitting against the car, like a scratchy sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they get freaked out and go home. When they get home, and again, there's a couple different variations. They find the hook, 
and they find it in the car door, like actually in the car door or hanging off the car door handle. I heard one where it's hanging off the back bumper. But, so is uh, this thing not actually in his arm then? No, it is, but it's like the bloody hook as if he, like, they drove off and it oh, took his hook out of his gotcha. arm. Okay. And then I, I was just going to hurry and say, I heard another one where it's the... Um, There's the, a scratching they, on the roof. Yeah. Ah, so yeah, they're, That's they're, where I was going to go to. Yeah, the car, like, runs out of gas or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's the one I was going to play off of that one. So it's uh, basically... It actually started, I actually looked deep into it. There's like different variations of it, but it started out in like the 1920s, 1930s um, up in uh, Syracuse, New York. There's a stretch of road that has like basically 13 windy roads type thing. And on that seventh wind, it's called, um, what is it called? Like the the devil's fork or you know some weird devil's loop yeah some weird thing like that it's devil's that, arch it's that, devil's spine devil's it's curve that, it's that seventh turn then maybe that's what it is the devil's turn devil's hips anyway no oh, turn no i said turn, turn. yeah anyway whatever it is that's whatever what it is anyway devil's so vault. a femur <laughs> <laughs> so they get around this turn and the car runs out of gas and this is a newlywed couple. So they're they're going on. They're just got married They're She's in her wedding dress still. And anyways. Um, guys like, hey, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get some help. You never say I'll be right. <laughs> right. You never. Are. And he basically just tells her, hey, just wait in the car. Um, hide out in the backseat type thing. And then I'll come back. And when you hear three distinct taps, you know, it's me. So she hears, you know, waits, 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 falls asleep, ends up waking up to a tap. And she's like, okay, there's one. Here's another one. Here's another one. And she's about ready to open the door. I got to gotta hear the taps. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> tell me about the tap the table. <laughs> anyway, she starts hearing more after that. And uh, so she freaks out. And she kind of just stays hidden. Next thing you know, uh, she falls asleep again. And they tap on her window. She wakes up. It's the cops. And they pull open the door and they say, hey. And she goes, where's my husband? Did he come and get you? And they're just like, no, we saw your car stranded here. Just come out of the car. Don't look back. And she decides to get out of the car and she ends up looking back. And her husband is hanging above the tree limb above their car. And the tap she heard was the feet tapping oh. against the top of the car. And then to play off of that as well, now up in Syracuse, New York, they say where these switchbacks are. Um, they said that they people drive it and they swear that now they see a woman in a wedding gown off the side of the road. They have stopped and said, hey, can I help you? Are you lost? Anything like that? And she just basically kind of is crying, looks just distraught. And all of a sudden, she just kind of disappears. Mm. And yeah. So they basically, the rumor is if you see a woman on that seventh switchback, you just keep driving. So so these cars, do they not have windows? Well, yes, they do. What do you mean? <laughs> like, why do they need to tap to get into the car? Because she's in the backseat hiding. She's asleep. She's under. Or she falls she's asleep. Under something. He, yeah, he yeah. basically so her face just, is covered. Yeah, he's like basically, so may, makes it look like if someone's walking past the car, driving past, Makes it look like there's nobody in there. 
Gotcha. So okay, creepy. That plays off of the uh, the vanishing hitchhiker. Have you guys heard of that one? Uh-huh. I actually haven't. Oh yeah. So the van- so the vanishing hitchhiker is the same thing as a woman. It's a woman who's you're driving through and she hitchhikes. Scared. She hitchhikes for a ride to get a ride home and she'll get in the car and you'll try talking to her, but she only gives you brief answers. Where are you going? She'll give you an address. You take her home. And then when you drop her off, there's a piece of clothing that's left. Is this one of those escort services? Yeah. (laughs) No. I mean, maybe. (laughs) Ghosts need love, too. Yeah. So she'll leave a piece of clothing in the vehicle, and you'll go back to take the piece of clothing to the home, and there'll be somebody there, and you'll say, oh, she so-and-so left her clothing in my car. And they all proceed to tell you that she died so many years ago. In a car accident. In a car accident Mm -hmm. at the spot where you supposedly picked the hitchhiker up. Mm -hmm. But there's stories that go across the nation Mm -hmm. that refer to that. Yeah. Could you imagine living in that house and people constantly bringing you articles of clothing? Oh, right. Right out loud. (laughs) (laughs) And they turn around and just like evaporates. (laughs) No, there's a, a YouTube video. We watched it years ago and it... It's probably fake, but man, it seemed legit where they're filming it. It's all just kind of like handheld filming and they see the woman walking down the road and they decide to pick her up and she just looks distraught. She just sits there and she's got the blank stare on her face. And the person with the camera, if I remember right, is sitting in the back seat and they'll film the two sitting in the front seat. Then they turn the camera to on the girl that they just picked up. But every time the camera's on the girl they just picked up, the picture gets fuzzy. And they're trying to talk to her, trying to get a story out of her. And um, and then also at one point, if I remember right, at one point she kind of goes, oh, there it is and stuff. And they're like, there what is? And she's like, that's where I died. And right oh. as they do that, the camera turns to her and she's like, oh, and like- I remember that video, like, dude. Ah. I remember that video. Yeah. And I think we like need to find it again. Dude, that one. But that, that was crazy. That's what that reminded me of. Well, so many of these tie it's funny how a lot of these almost tie into each other. I like guess I, that's what I'm noticing is a lot have, of these are just play yeah. off yeah. of another bit. one. I imagine you could make a movie where one person goes through and experiences all of them <laughs> before getting to the end and then dying. But uh, so, no, it, rem- it reminds me. Of, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it reminds me of this one, another one that has to do with the car. So a woman's driving off, always some like back road place, usually forested, and she she pulls up to a gas station late, late at night. She pulls up and uh, she proceeds to like pump her gas. Well, then the gas station attendant, like she tries to pay for it. And the gas station attendant comes out and he's like, hey, your car declined. I'm going to need you to come inside and try it again or try something different. And so she's like, OK. So as they walk in, the gas station attendant tells her your card's fine. There's somebody in your back seat. Somebody oh, with a knife. And so so the story play, plays out in a couple different ways. One way is either the woman is scared of the attendant and so she doesn't go inside and she immediately jumps her car and drives away or she does. And they figure it out. But typically what happens is she gets scared, gets back in her car, drives away. 
then is followed by another car that's flashing their lights at her. Yeah. And, yeah. and so then she freaks out because um, she thinks she's, you know, being chased down by, I think it's the gas station attendant. He gets in his car and follows her. She thinks she's being chased by this guy. She's freaking out. She gets home, jumps out of her car. The gas station attendant pulls up again. And he's like, there's someone in your car. And every time he would flash the lights, it was because the guy was about to stab her and he flashes lights and the guy would hide. Yeah. Mm. And every time she looked around. And I so, think, so think, the moral of the story was always check your back seats. I think Which I heard that. Didn't they, I do. I do too. Didn't <sighs> the gas station attendant see him like crawl in on the opposite side that she was pumping yes. gas? He crawls in through her uh-huh. door and, and he sees it on the security footage or mm-hmm. something. And talking about checking parts of your vehicle, there's another one <laughs> <laughs> to where. It's a story of a killer. So when you go up to your car to get in your car and you're trying to put the... This is back before they had keyless entry. <laughs> I actually had to put take, the key in the door. It take a moment. You would go to turn the key to unlock the door and there'd be somebody hiding underneath your car who had a knife who would... <laughs> Austin loves this one. I'm going to murder you. Austin is terrified of anything messing with his Achilles tendon. It is a phobia of his. And so this is his favorite story. Even if you just try to touch it. Just a little. The natural part. He is. Look at that arm. Like the veins are bulging. All I did was reach. That's all I did. She would slit your Achilles and drag you under the car. Oh, murder you. How short was this man? Have you ever tried crawling underneath a car that's not jacked yeah. up? Hey, back in the day, some of those cars stood up. A lot of those cars high. were kind of high. Yeah. Were they? The Eagle cars. What yeah, was that? The Eagle. Large. The Jeep Eagle or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all I know is a getting underneath a running car without a jack, that exhaust gets hot. Mm. Well, they, I'm calling the cars, BS. That's understand. why they call it a psycho killer. Well, the car's been parked for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think of yeah. like being in a parking garage. You come down to your car after uh, a game or something. You're walking up and stuff, fumbling with your keys, and all of a sudden, bam! I'm gonna punch you in the cross. He's not under your car. He's under the car next to your car. Here's what we're gonna see now. As you're we're checking gonna... your back seat because of the other killer, and then you open the car door, and there's a man eating this gigantic tomato that's dripping down his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and what comes out of the tomatoes? A bunch of spiders that envelops so him. <laughs> Here's what we're gonna see now: is we're gonna see Austin walking out to his car every time, and he's gonna immediately <laughs> lay down on his stomach and check the bottom, or he's gonna just jump and. Do his car as quick as he I'm gonna start. I just jump. a bunny hop oh, in his like, car. Jess, can you open the door? I'm just gonna jump. <laughs> Dude, it reminds me like I'm flying leap. I'm gonna start hiding a box cutter underneath this car. Oh. Right oh. I'm pretty sure all of us have done this though. Like when you when you go into your room and you stand at the doorway <laughs> and you turn the lights off and then jump from the you doorway weep a into, faith the into the bed. Yes. <laughs> no, that's more going up the stairs. It's turn off the lights and book it up the stairs oh, as quick. So that's high stepping. Oh yeah, yes. you do a high step up, especially a stairway that there's like an open underneath so they could get you from Ugh. under the stairs. Ooh. Yes, they just reach through. Oh my gosh. Who I has those kind of stairs? Freaking rich people who want to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a little funny video about that and it was basically 
this guy, he's at the bottom of the stairs and he turns off the lights and he books it all the way up and he hits the kitchen with all the lights on. And all of a sudden it shows this guy on the stairs come up with the knife and he stops and goes, oh, crap. <laughs> turns back around, walks back down the stairs. <laughs> well, well, speaking of flashing your lights, do you guys remember the urban legend where like you'd be driving down the street? And you'd see someone who didn't have their lights on. The they made a movie about you, this called yeah. Urban Legends. And you always, there's a movie about all of the things. <laughs> you flash your lights, which is courtesy to say, hey, your lights aren't on, basically. Yep. But then the car would flip around, follow you, and then they cap you because it was a gang initiation. They just shoot y'all. This urban legend. That's actually not an urban legend, I don't think. Isn't I that think actually it is. a gang? I, well, it started out thing, that though. way. Here's the thing, though. With a lot of these, some some urban legends I was looking up have come true, but what came first, the urban the legend? Or the which, egg? Exactly. Well, thanks for telling the me this because I ain't flashing my lights at anybody anymore. <laughs> <laughs> did the been. urban legend inspire the action, or did the action inspire the legend? That's what you don't know. Exactly. I think one like that. I feel like the light flashing story has to be before the gang initiation. Well, look at the but, hitchhiker. There's actually stories of people dying. Mm-hmm. And then, so like one of them's North Carolina, Utah, seventy a free highway. Well, I so it's funny you bring up Utah. So I have a friend who, who I didn't grew up. Yeah. <laughs> you said, said you Utah. said Utah. I said did I? You yes. did. You said Utah. You said Utah. U seventy a. Yeah. Oh no, it's North Carolina. I'm not. Yeah. Weird. You didn't say North Carolina. <laughs> I heard that you said North Carolina, Utah. U seventy a. Well, I have a friend. This oh, is yeah. Like, I'm, okay. I-78. <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual, like, urban legend that I know. Because I'm telling you, as a friend of a friend. So, so my buddy, his ex-wife, grew up in the area of Utah um, by Skinwalker Ranch. If any of you know about that. I'll go into detail in a little bit. You need to. But basically, the the story is, is if you were in this, grow, grew up in this area... And you were driving down the road, you did not pick up hitchhikers. Like they told their kids, like families told their kids, do not pick up hitchhikers. In fact, they told them to not even look at them because they'd be driving down the the street, middle of winter. You'd see a guy off walking on the street and uh, he was driving with his wife once and he saw him and he's like, should we pick this guy up? And she's like, do not look at him drive. And like he, she would not stop. She would not talk about it. She would just go. Well, apparently, like there's so many weird things happen in this area of Utah huh. um, because it's a lot of old like Native American land. Okay. Around there, and there, there's belief that it's cursed. There's a lot of supernatural stuff that happens, and and so they just don't pick up hitchhikers because people disappear. People end up dead. Well, I I heard that they call them skinwalkers. For whatever, because they are supposedly shapeshifters. Exactly, skinwalkers yeah. are Native American shamans or like witches, basically, and they shapeshift from animals to people, and they are straight up malevolent. They're malevolent beings. Yeah. So I there's have, no good that comes with them. I have a Native American friend who's told me stories of skinwalkers from Southern Utah, and he would say that a lot of them don't like to the talk officers about it. on on the reservation. Would there'd be stories of like a dog track turning to human tracks and they're from murders and stuff like that. And that terrifies me because the way he would tell the story, he'd be like, Oh yeah, my dad did this. And I, at first I was like, yeah, okay. 
But his dad one day was sitting there and he just was telling the story and started crying. And I was like, Oh, okay. He wasn't full of crap. Like, cause my buddy, he was known to, to like a lavish stories. And so I was just like, okay, this is, this is crazy story. But then his dad tells it and starts crying. And it's just like, Ooh, like just hits you. To oh the dude, core. they, they get scared. So I'll, I'll go into it. Like have any of you heard of Skinwalker Ranch at all? No, no I've heard of it. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about yeah, it. Crazy, Skywalker crazy stuff. Yes. Cool place. Not as, <laughs> not <as> crazy. <laughs> um, but Skinwalker Ranch. So it's this, it's this large piece of land in, in kind of northeast Utah. And basically, it, it's, it's a big ranch that's built on what used to be sacred Indian re- reservation. And a lot of the Native Americans that lived in this area actually wouldn't even populate that area of the land because of skinwalkers. Really? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the story goes, and this is all documented like by this family that bought it. They moved up here from Arizona, some ranchers. They bought the land, moved up here trying to just start a new life, get out of where they were. Well, almost the first day they're there, they're they're unpacking their truck. They're you know putting stuff in the house. Off in the distance, they see this massive wolf, kind of like come out of this out of these trees, right? Well, this wolf comes, kind of walking up to him. But right away, the dad realizes he's a hunter. The dad realizes this wolf is abnormally large. It's Jacob. Massive, way bigger than Jacob. <laughs> Jacob was a runt. <laughs> Massive wolf, right? So the dad, the dad, it gets real kind of worried, curious, and cautious at the same time. So him, the family are all watching. Well, this wolf comes straight towards them, and it's kind of like prancing. It's not like aggressive. It's really just kind of curious. Well, the thing gets up to him. And he describes, this man's probably like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he describes this wolf being the height of his chest. So massive, massive animal. Well, anyways, the wolf's like being friendly. And they're kind of cautiously like, oh, hi, like, okay, interesting. Well, they had near them where they're unloading, there was part of their corral where they kept their, their calves. Well, one of the calves comes up and kind of pokes its head through the gate, and immediately the wolf grabs it by the head, grabs it around the neck, and starts to pull it, trying to, like, pull it through the gate. Everyone starts freaking out. The dad tells his son to run inside and and grab the guns. Well, he picks up a bat, and he hits this wolf in the back. Nothing. Thing doesn't even flinch, doesn't even move, ignores the dad completely. Wails on him again. Still nothing. This thing is not flinching at all. It's pulling at this calf. Son comes out with the gun. Hands the dad the handgun. The dad unloads six bullets into this thing. Nothing. Doesn't flinch. Doesn't move. Nothing. Dad asks for the, the rifle. So big old rifle. Shoots this thing. Hits it kind of in the shoulder. And this large chunk of like flesh rips off of it and at this point the wolf lets go of it and kind of looks at him like really like this this is what we're gonna do right now dad shoots him again and another chunk of flesh kind of flies off and this time the wolf is like thrown back a little bit and the wolf decides like i'm done turns around and starts kind of you know running away well the dad's like i don't want this thing on my property like this thing is clearly dangerous clearly not normal so he goes chasing after it well 
he starts running at it and it kind of starts getting a little faster, but it's like, it's, it's getting away from him very fast. Mm -hmm. Goes into the clearing. Dad follows him, starts tracking him down, loses sight of him, but follows his tracks into through the wooded area into another clearing. Well, when he gets there, the wolf is gone and he follows the tracks and they stop dead and disappear. No, no more tracks. And like, there's a river kind of nearby, but there's no way it could have leaped from where it was over the river to the other side. Like it was still pretty far from it, Mm -hmm. but the tracks just stop. They're just gone. Well, they go and like, they, they talk to, this this historian in town or whatever and they're like pulling up a book about wolves they end up finding one and they're like that's it that is the picture that we saw uh, of the thing we saw turns out that wolf they described is a dire wolf which is a prehistoric wolf Uh they're they're massive they're much bigger than regular wolves um and they even get like they had the flesh still and get it tested and the flesh was by carbon dating thousands upon thousands of years old. And and it's not the last time they see this creature like a few more times. There's another time when they they're they're driving in. Their property has a really long driveway and they're driving in and the wolf appears again. But then two more of these like dog creatures with it. And it follows them into the property and they they kind of freak out again and stuff. And like they talk to some local Native Americans about it and. A lot of them are very like hush hush, but they're like, we believe you've seen skinwalkers, essentially. But you, you definitely need to look into it because it goes on. There's all kinds of other crazy stuff from supernatural to parallel universes to like cow mutilations. There's there's an instance where the dad's like tools would start disappearing and they would like end up in a tree and stuff like that, like balanced on branches. And then the kid would have to move all these like this lumber spent hours moving it goes inside his dad comes in like 10 minutes later he's like why haven't you moved the wood yet and he's like i did it's all outside like i moved it where you wanted to goes outside all the lumber is right back where it was so crazy stuff anyways this rich dude ends up buying the ranch from them and sends in a team of investigators and scientists to like try to find more about it so crazy stuff right in our backyard (laughs) All kinds of just nutty freaking stuff, right? Vacay. Vacay, let's go. Jeez. Austin? You've been awfully quiet. Well, trying to piece together this huge old story that I'm wanting to remember. Um, This one is kind of an interesting story that is, uh, there's actually like documentation of it. You can actually go see the remnants of this and the backstory is just wild and how we came across it was also kind of unique. So Jess and I, a few years ago, were we took a road trip to San Francisco and on our way there, we traveled the north route and so we we went up through Nevada And alongside Nevada, we're cruising on whatever highway this is. I think it was Highway 80. And just as we're getting into Imway in Nevada. Utah 70. (laughs) A. 70. A. (laughs) 
we see this weird looking kid standing arch thing just on the side of the freeway. We're like, what the heck is that? And so we're on the freeway and I look at Jess and she looks at me and I'm like, should we turn around and go see go what investigate. that just was? You're going to say, should we pick this guy up? And I was None like, yeah, 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 let's pick up the no, guy. No, it wasn't the guy. It wasn't the guy. It was just a child. Anyway. Okay. We flip around. We go back and there's this gigantic. It looks like a building made of roller coaster parts. Oh, that's, yeah. that's like the best way to describe it. It's all these weird arches, all these crazy looking statues of kids holding hands and like antlers and antler racks and just all these crazy weird bone structures just everywhere. And it is eerie. So we decided we're going to go check this out. So midday, we go and we park and we're walking in and we find out it's this place called Thunder. I want to say Thunder Mountain. Oh, my gosh. I have it pulled up one second. He's in Nevada. Thunder Mountain. Thunder Down Under. I want to say it's called Thunder Mountain Monument is what it's called. That sounds familiar. And it's about, anyway, digging into it. I cannot describe how creepy this thing is. This guy literally went mentally insane and just started piecing together this really creepy artsy in his mind building that he wanted kids to be able to come to and enjoy and it is every bit as creepy as you could imagine um oh. so that just all these noises the camera just pulled up a picture it is very creepy is that it that is it that's called thunder mountain monument thunder mountain monument yeah look it and, up while you're listening to this it's super creepy and so we're i i cannot express this enough we're walking around this monument and there are all of these random things super random um the building is like there are portions of the building made of like engine blocks and fused together glass and bone and dolls and literally anything you can find is the guy still alive no so in doing some research on this guy, his name was Frank Van Zant. He was born in 1921. He um, enlisted in the army and joined uh, to go fight for uh, World War II. And while he was in, on his tour in Europe, there was a moment where he almost got, he almost was Almost bit up. the dust. Yeah, yeah, he almost bit the dust. He was almost blown up by a bazooka. And so when he came back, he had a lot of PTSD and a lot of mental issues. And so uh, as he was kind of coming back and trying to heal and, and all this stuff, he went through a bunch of different cycles of life. He remarried a few different times. At one point, he decided he was going to try and be a minister for a Methodist church. Um, I don't know if he actually made it. I can't recall. But he was either denied. And so on the next thing on his list, then he decided he was going to be a law enforcer. And as he... Oh, yeah, dude. Super creepy stuff. Um, 
as he went into law enforcement, he decided that was a perfect job for him. And so he's a police officer. And then he wanted to become a sheriff, didn't get to be a sheriff. And so then he quit and decided he wanted to be a private investigator. And he just did all this stuff. And as he was a private investigator, he went on a tour in like California. I want to say in like Yuba. Is that right? I I think Yuba's in Yuba or Yuma. I can't remember either way. He was at some place in California and he met this pack of Indians. Do you call them a pack? A pack of them? A flock? A flock. I don't know. A Uh, group? He met a group of (laughs) Indians. A tribe. A tribe. There we go. That's the word. There we go. We're dumb. (laughs) And as he's hanging out with this tribe, he, I don't know if he like smokes some peyote, but he has this like coming to and he decides he's an Indian. Oh, and so then he's he delves way far into this um, and he totally believes he's 100 percent Indian and he gives himself the nickname Thunder Mountain. Oh, and so thinks highly of himself. Um, anyway, it was part of the Creek Nation was the, the Indian tribe. And so he gets like just all wrapped up into this and decides he's just going to make this beautiful monument of peace and prosperity and all this weird stuff and just goes off the rails. (laughs) His family, just a little, his, his family, you know, tried to help him as much as he could. And it, I mean, you guys can see the building too much in the middle of that building. As far as urban legend has it, he hung himself in the middle of that really tall vertical building structure and yeah haunts it to this day now it's just it looks like something out of Hansel and Gretel yeah Yeah. it is extremely eerie and so Jess and I while we were there we were walking around it and it was midday I have never been more terrified in my life. Which is just walking around. Oh, yeah. You can go out over there, walk around it, explore the buildings. Oh, yeah. Just like crawl to your skin. Terrified. Dude, yeah. It is just like you walk on that premise and you can tell that something is just not right. Just fill it deep. It gives you this eerie, creepy, skinny, crawly vibe. And you just figured out where we're going on location. There we go. During the day. I'm not doing that at <laughs> night. Mm-mm. With how I felt spend the night. It was literally noon. <clears throat> the sun could not have been higher in the sky. <laughs> and I was more terrified there than I ever was at the Indian schools. Oh my gosh. It was terrifying. That's just an eerie. Eerie's almost more terrifying. I'm shaking because yeah, of like how a, I f- like how I felt in that. Oh no, yeah. It's yeah. that eerie just like creeped out. Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. That scares me more than paranormal. Yeah. Now, Tony, I see uh, you're is. rustling through some, uh, what is that? Uh, parchment. Parchment. It's dead tree with ink on it, correct? <laughs> I've heard of this paper stuff. Seven things, you know, that you printed out. I didn't the, know printers existed still. Just because I'm the poorest one at this table. <laughs> Boy, you got like $20 there in printed paper. Yeah, bro. But freaking printer ink is like $50 okay, a pop. That's all in colored ink. I mean, <laughs> you, got, you didn't even go black and white on that. You got 30 sheets? I may or may not have printed this at work. 
<laughs> Smart. <laughs> Boss is like, hey, uh, I got a lot of urban legends over here. Smart. What stories you got in there? I got a little bit of everything. Um, there was a fun one. It was seven urban legends specifically based in Utah. Oh. Um, the popular one is the Bear Lake Monster. I've heard of this. Yeah. So, so they the have... Place. So, yeah, so they have never found the bottom of Bear Lake, nor have they ever found the bottom of Loch Ness in Scotland. There is a urban legend that somehow Bear Lake and Loch Ness are connected and the monster in Loch Ness is the same as Bear Lake. Because the sightings of it, it looks like the same monster. Creature, oh, whatever you want to call it. Scotland, so, it's named Nessie. Yeah. In Utah, it's Bessie. Now, Austin, you seem, <laughs> taken, you seem uh, taken aback yeah, by that. I'm sorry to interject in your story. I just wanted to finish on mine because I stand corrected, and it's even worse than I thought. Ooh. Oh, no. So, back on Thunder Mountain. Sorry, I had to research this because I wasn't completely confident in my story ending. Um, so... Back on to Frank Van Zandt or Thunder Mountain, Pope. <laughs> Pope um, Thunder Mountain. <laughs> um, it says right here in 1983, the three-story hostel house burnt to the ground. Then the underground cave caved in. Um. Anyway, he uh, Frank's wife left him because he went absolutely insane and decided to rebuild it. Um. Oh, where was it? Sorry. And at that same like same time, he had a 19-year-old son who had passed due to smoking. Get that. Oh. A lifelong stage of smoking. And it was at that moment in his life he decided to leave a farewell note on January 5th, 1989, um, on his son and said the chief laid down on his sofa in the roundness and put a bullet through his brain. Oh, Wow. Yeah, that's how that story ends. A lot of darkness at that place. For real. So that's what he called that building, the roundness. The The roundness. roundness. Because when you're standing in it, it is a circular room. Mm -hmm. And it's all, I mean, you saw it anyway. Oh, weird. Anyways, back to Tony's park. Sorry. Ooh, that was creepy. (laughs) That is. (laughs) Uh, that old timing script. That's those stories that dim the room. Who turned off the lights? Um, another, uh, another one. And we've actually, well, a couple of us have been there is, um, Hobbitville as, oh, yeah. as it's been come to call, be called. Um, so I've always heard that it was a neighborhood built for little people, but on my parchment here, <laughs> parchment. it says that in the 1930s that Dr. and Mrs. George Allen um, built this for birds um, and then later decided to build uh, many houses or tiny houses for people. And you can supposedly still rent them and stuff. But when you when we went there. 
This was an entire neighborhood that looked like it was built for little people. For straight up little people. They yeah. even had like a weird little hotel at the front, yeah. remember? Well, it wasn't a hotel. I think we it was like we, we jokingly said that was the that's gatekeeper. True. It was like Gandalf. No, yeah. no, yeah, that's Gandalf right. Because the, well, the first time I went, it was that same night that I went to the abandoned hospital. I went with yeah. those yeah. inebriated friends of mine. It was the guardhouse. And he told us that Gandalf lived in the big house. Yeah. And he but projected like, all the, the hobbits. Was even the big the house dumpsters. as tall as you were? It was a normal house. Oh. Like, okay. I just remember even the dumpsters and everything were like a fourth of the size of your yeah. typical dumpster. Like, it was crazy. But hmm. the urban legend, though, is that supposedly they're, um, that they like did evil worshiping, like devil worshiping type stuff there. And, you know, yeah. Oh, they so did have weird like altars. They did. When we were there, we laid down on one of those altars as yes. a joke. And they also had a table and chairs there that were also short yeah. in their playground that was short. And the they pool. also had a swimming pool. The pool that, that was, was like not even a foot and a half deep. Yeah, yeah. It was like a wading pool for like babies almost. That's like, I mean, I'm I'm pretty set on the fact that this was probably <laughs> full of little people. Well, and there was the, so here's Remember the, the one little house that like had a rope bridge yeah, to it? That's exactly what I was gonna say. There was one with a rope bridge to it. Mm-hmm. But get this. I want to say it was last year. Had to have been a year, year and a few months ago. So not too long ago. We went, we were down in that area and I wanted to go show Jess it. Mm-hmm. Completely gone. What? Yeah. I think I heard it's that. It's no longer there. What they, is it? They tore it down. They just took down all the houses? Uh-huh. Where all, the little people live in? All the I devil worshiping going on. They all had the, to get rid of all it. All the altars. Yeah. Well, it was really close to... A large college. Westminster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, I don't know what they did with it, but it's all weird. Um, Dude, that place was wild. Our childhood was wild. Our childhood was great. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so there was one that I thought was kind of interesting. I did not realize it was an actual urban legend, but supposedly the men in black oh, is yeah. an urban legend. Yeah, that, but there's all kinds of stories. Yeah. So. Like this says that um, that they'll actually so people who have supposedly witnessed UFOs or been abducted by aliens that the men in black will show up and kind of harass them and different things to keep their mouth shut. Yeah. Like, well, going back to talking about Skinwalker Ranch, I said there was a lot of like paranormal and extraterrestrial stuff that happened. There are stories of people going there. And being followed out by like a a black car, think like an old kind of Crown Victoria type car, and two men in black suits in mm. the car, like kind of like pushing them out. Wow. Yeah, I thought Dude, that was all over interesting. the place. They're, yeah, the men in black are kind of a, a creepy legend. <laughs> there are so many though. Like Man, they got some good music and good and dance so moves. <laughs> <laughs> um. One I thought was kind of creepy on here, too, was uh, the Bunny Man. <gasps> the Bunny Man! Have you heard of it? Yeah, I learned about it in research for yeah. this. So I guess in the 19, in 1970, so it, it started in Fairfax County, Virginia, but it spread throughout Washington, D.C. and stuff. But supposedly... <laughs> Sorry. This was... A guy dressed up in a bunny suit who would attack people with an axe. Makes sense. Well, I so the way the way I heard the story was <laughs> along the lines of a lot of these other ones. 
there was a bunch of mental patients being transported by bus. Bus crashed. Most died. And all those who got out were caught except for one or two. The stories vary. One or two. Well, then in this area, the same area is where they, uh, a couple was driving by and an axe came flying through their window. And when they stopped, they saw a man in a bunny suit. Oh, jeez. And they took off. And then there was another instance of a man on a bunny suit, like, holding an axe on, like, a bridge. That's like, remember a couple of years ago when it was, like, those people were dressed up as clowns? They killer came clowns. back. Yeah. Apparently this year there's been sightings as well. Really? Oh, jeez. So the killer clown, why people are afraid of clowns? That all started by uh, John Wayne Gracie, right? Or Gacy. 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 That's yeah. a serial killer, right? Because, yeah, yeah that's an urban he legend, would, too, about killer clowns. He was he would dress up as a clown and go to kids' birthday parties and stuff. Well, how nice of him, psycho. <laughs> now, what was the full-fledged story, though? Because I do know that, I know that extent, but where did the killing start? I think he was a child molester Oh, was he just a killer. molester? Yeah. No, he was, he was a serial killer. Like, I think he would... I don't know his exact target, like, but uh, I think he was a child killer. Serial killers classified as like three or more, isn't it? Murders. I think so. Pull it up, man. There's a pattern. There's there a has pattern. to be a pattern. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious because I, I, I do know. I, I can see his face in my mind's eye, but I, I do not know his story. Well, while you're while you're looking that up, I'll, I got a real creepy one for you, and this one's not even. This one's not even in the U.S. So I found that some of these Japanese urban legends are way freakier. Oh, I bet. So there's one about the slit-faced woman. Yeah. Slit? Slit. Ugh. Okay. Have you heard of this? Oh, that just gave me the chills. Oh, just wait a second. So apparently there's this this woman. She's called the slit-faced woman. And she, she goes around in like the dark tunnels, dark like roads at night. And she wears a mask. And if she comes upon you, what she'll do is she'll walk up to you and she'll say, do you think I'm beautiful? Like, she'll ask you if you think she's beautiful. Well, there's three ways to answer this. Two of them are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) One is you can answer and say, yes, you are beautiful. And she'll take her mask off and expose the slits. So the slits go from the edge of her mouth, like up. Think, Think Joker, but like exposed inner like, like it's cut open and then she'll be like what do you think now and then and then she'll either cut your face no she'll cut your face and try to kill you basically jeez then if you say no she'll cut your face <laughs> <laughs> and then follow you home and mer- massacre you in your house so the only way to escape this slit-faced woman is you have to say, if she says, when she asks, I mean, am I beautiful? You say, eh, so-so, and then you run away. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? That is the story. You I don't say yes be... or no. You say so-so, and then it confuses her, and you run away. I thought you were going to say something like, do you think you're beautiful? You've got a, a beautiful smile. smile. You hold a mirror. <laughs> Got a beautiful smile. <laughs> Do you want one too? See, that's how you're dead. You, you want to know how I got these scars? I didn't have. Oh man, grow But I mean, along that note, what are like? These are the urban legends, but I kind of I'm also very fascinated with like big old myths and legends. 
Oh, I was going to say we. I was going to say we touched about the animals earlier. Yeah. What about Tony's favorite, the oh, Bigfoot? Bigfoot. Big old feet. <laughs> or the Yeti. Bigfoot Yeti. Abominable snowman. snowman. Do you think they're all the same? Or they're I think related? they're a family. I I think it's like a, in a, a species a in a way where depending on the country is kind of where it gets its name. Here's the thing, though, is I I firmly believe. That there's only like a handful out there. There's not like 10, 20. There's like literally five or six. There's just a handful. So are they eternal though? That's the thing. Are they? <laughs> so is it, ask, so or how you, the folklore goes. Do you think it's more paranormal or do you think it's more of... Well, I've heard stories. Species. There is the, the religious story... That That's what I was going to say. Me yeah. Here in Utah, it depends on... There's a religious story where... So, in is it the, the Bible? Cain and Abel? Cain and Abel, yes. yes. So, it, Cain and Abel, um, Cain killed his brother Abel. Mm-hmm. So, God punishes Cain to, be, to walk the earth forever, but he disguises him as a hairy beast so that no one would recognize him and kill him. Or they, or they would basically fear him or chase him and all right. that stuff. Basically, right. he's been to be persecuted. Yeah, well, yeah he's been he's been basically shunned and is to walk the earth alone. He can't walk through normal society. Yeah, right. See, and I personally don't know if I believe well, that as I do. I just think that Bigfoot is its own so, species. But there is a story from uh, an early, early member of the church in Utah, mm-hmm. Parley P. Pratt. In no, some of his journals. It wasn't Parley P. Pratt. It, it was, was Joseph the, F. Smith. It was like, yeah. it was. It was and this like, is why urban legends are right, born. Right. I was going to say, it was one of the, the LDS church prophets who was riding horseback and had the opportunity to meet him. And well, he, he said was, he was on horseback standing. Riding like, by he corn, was, wasn't yeah. it? A field of corn. Well, he, he was about nine feet high and... Cain appeared to him basically and had a conversation. Well, because he talked face to face to him while he was on a horse. Yes. And so yes. and he described him as Bigfoot-esque like, yeah. meaning just muddy, dirty, hairy. Can yeah. you basically asked who are you? But <laughs> <laughs> taller. But then he asked him, he said, Who are you? And he said, I am I am Cain. I've been cursed to walk the earth for eternity. Mm-hmm. And the basically the man banished him and Peaced out. Yeah. See, and I just, the way that almost worldwide he has been described so similar everywhere, that's why I'm just, it's a species that is just, has its own kind of well, that's different different like style i get <laughs> different style style you know you got the white the winter you got the brown yeti you got the, the, <laughs> well, the so, fall but like, like another another name for it is um the skunk monkey because oh it has of a its smell That's right mm-hmm. it's got a very very unique smell and again almost anywhere they describe that smell and everything and just the skunk ape isn't it i mean ape monkey same family. Yeah, just all right. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's got an opposable thumb. The Cabbage Man. The Cabbage <laughs> Man. Dude, there's all kinds of stories. Remember, there were stories of it like coming into like neighborhoods and like people would well, see it out by their trash cans. So there's a guy who grew up about what a couple blocks away. No, grow up. I grew up a couple blocks away from him, and uh, 
Anyways, I'm good friends with his, I want to say it's his nephew. So it's his grandpa or whatever. One of my friend's grandpa. Let's put it that. There we go. Anyways, he actually has a casting of a Bigfoot foot. What? Like that. He took himself personally. So the story goes that he said he was in his trailer. He got up one night, uh, just thirsty, basically walked out to the kitchen, got a drink of water. And as he got a drink of water, he's just sitting there staring out the window. And all of a sudden this figure, so he's in this trailer up. This figure is just red beady eyes, just staring straight at him, just looking straight at him. And he's, you know, he's in this dark trailer, just okay. He sees it. They make eye contact. He just kind of finishes water, puts it in the sink and turn and walks away. Doesn't think anything of it until the morning time. And he goes, all right, it was pretty damp last night. It was kind of a rainy night. So he walked outside and there was actual footprints Mm. and he took a molding of a cast. He has it to this day. Like I've legit seen it. Gross. So I, I believe wholeheartedly. I think he's, I think he's real because I don't know. You just hear about scientists and stuff, discovering new species of animals all the time. Like, there was um, there was that group of gorillas that were deep in the jungle that were kind of their own species of gorillas that these scientists never knew existed. And then they were able to find it. And I don't know. I just feel like I just I know he's out there. So fun, fun story. Kind of going along with what Zach was saying. I had a friend on my mission. He was never my companion, but we were in the same area. So I knew him. His last name was Meldrum. His dad is one of the like foremost authorities. His name's Dr. Jeff Meldrum. One of the foremost authorities of tracking Bigfoot. Oh, man. Like if you look at all those shows that you'll see on like History Channel, Discovery, whatever, where they actually are legitimately trying to track Bigfoot. His dad is like the authority on that. He's always there. He's always like implementing things. He's got all this like evidence and stuff. So like I, I remember having conversations with this kid about Bigfoot and like he legit just as you he's like he is real like my dad's got all this evidence he follows him he chases him like he is real see you know kind of on that there is a documentary if you have a chance to look it up it's called the Russian Yeti and it's based off of a true story this is like a legit story now whether it was actually a Yeti or not that's where the story could get a little shady but the story itself as far as what happened to these hikers is real and it happened somewhere in russia and the this group of hikers um they when they finally were found they were found missing their eyes and tongue um there was uh one up in a tree that he was just frozen to death up in the tree um there they found their tent and the tent had a slit on the opposite wall of the door and they were able to examine the fibers and the tent was cut from the inside so it was as if something was approaching the door of the tent and they had to get out the other side and they tried to tear through it yeah and it was like i mean the story lines up that something attacked these hikers yes and and it attacked them like a predator would where it it went for the soft spots the eyes the tongue different Mm -hmm. things like that and 
Was it I, Predator? I found this <laughs> video. I found the video of this on YouTube going down a rabbit hole. It's called Dyatlov Pass. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. And it, like all this crazy stuff that they don't know. And like some of them were found barefoot, barefoot naked, dead in the snow, like a ways away. Like they were right. trying to continue to get, like they got away from the initial thing and died over there. So yeah. Like I remember seeing that. Yeah, it's even got, nuts. I believe, recordings. Yeah, because they uh, had, I mean, it took place back in, I don't know, 70s. I could be wrong on that. But so they had a video camera of sorts, but I think it was actual film. 1959. Okay. But from what I understand, they got recordings of weird noises. Yeah. Well, and I think in the film, so what they could recover, they actually caught this creature in the trees and stuff, stalking them, basically. like. That's right, because they knew it was following him for a while. Yeah. Gnarly, dude. It was a bear. (laughs) In Russia. In Russia, Bigfoot eat you. Chris Chris is our country boy. What do you got about this? Devil's advocate. I've spent a lot of times in the mountains hunting or doing... You had an apple thrown at you. Okay. From Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe he doesn't like your smell carrying that pocket cologne around. Let me clarify this. I want to believe so (laughs) badly. I do. You're going to break Tony's heart. I can see it right now in his face. My opinion can't be changed. (laughs) So I want to believe so badly, but talking with hunters and I mean, even listening to, to prominent hunters who hunt more than I do that have never seen anything. And I mean, hunters spend more time in backcountry than anybody else that haven't had any sign of anything. And I, I'd like to believe I really would. And there are weird circumstances that do turn my head, but I just, I have a hard time with it because I just don't know. But that Russian story, it could have been a bear trying to get through the tent. They got out the eyes and the tongue are missing. Birds are known to attack mm. fleshy parts of that could have been taken by like a crow or a raven. But it could have been Bigfoot. See, and I think with that, that's what we're saying. Good segue. Good segue. Could have been Bigfoot. I don't know. See, and it's funny because like I'm so passionate about Bigfoot, but then other things that could fall under the same category, like Chupacabra or Loch Ness, how we mentioned earlier. I don't think Bigfoot could swim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know there's been sightings in Logan and everything. Mostly like Logan Canyon areas. is a very popular sighting yeah, area. I've, I've heard stories about that highway. What is it? Like a five-lane highway, maybe more. Are you thinking Sardine? The, yeah, Sardine Canyon. It's a wide highway because you've got two lanes northbound, two south, plus the giant median. And I've heard stories of him running across that highway in a matter of just a couple steps. And he's across. Like, bro. But it'd be cool. I don't know. Maybe we should. Maybe we'll find him. Maybe we'll befriend him. Hey, all I know is it's 2020 and we don't have any HD 4K footage of this guy yet. That's because it's a valid point. That's true. But it's 2020 and people also still film in portrait mode. Haven't you seen the... I was say, but the at Geico least in high def. <laughs> True. Is that what is you're that, talking about? Or is it I, the Geico saw, or is it... I saw a meme where it shows a bunch of people sitting on a park bench and it's like why Bigfoot hasn't been spotted and he's standing right there like waving at the camera and everybody's down on the phones. <laughs> <like. laughs> well, there's a commercial. It's not Geico. It's it's 
flow. Who's flow? Progressive. 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 Yeah, it's a progressive one. And she's interviewing Bigfoot. And uh, she just goes like, what, what's going on? And he goes, I don't know. Everybody's just too busy now. Like <laughs> I even get in their pictures and it shows a couple taking a picture. Oh, say cheese. And he's in the back doing a sighting. And he's like, nobody just notices me anymore. <laughs> you know? and he gets all sad. And she goes, she goes, oh, Bigfoot. It's OK. I know you're sad. And he goes, Bigfoot. My name's Frank. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. See, and I, I also saw something, that famous footage in like Willow Creek, California, of him walking across the river where it's the infamous, you know, the wide mm -hmm. steps, wide arms and stuff. People were saying, oh, you could see the zipper. It's a guy in a suit. But with the um, tech now that they've been able to go back and review the footage, they can actually see muscle movement, like actual muscle movement mm -hmm. in Impressive. See, maybe so he knows technology is getting better and he's hiding. Did they just click that enhance button? Oh, enhance. Yeah. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> enhance. 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 So, can you scrub it? Clear it up a little bit. The only way he could be real, in my mind, is if it is some paranormal thing. Because there would be sightings. If there was a breeding population of Bigfoot as a species, at some point it would be spotted. That's why I kind of lend it in my mind. Like I do, I do have the feeling that he's there, but I do lend it more to the it's an eternal beast who's been cursed to the earth kind of thing. Because I, I, if I were to believe in this story, that in my mind is the most logical. Because yeah. I cannot. Because I'm with how you. would it breed exactly? It couldn't have like a family. There couldn't be a pack of them. It couldn't be no. like you like a big feet. You know, you'd have so much more evidence. Mm -hmm. And their family of them and Harry and the Hendersons. And they blend that's right a movie, Zach. Yes. Well that too. And then if <laughs> the mind is a powerful right, jerk. thing. The mind is a powerful thing. So if you want to believe something so bad, your mind can rationalize and make it. Well, and that's another thing I was going to bring up. By saying people see it across the world, it could be a form of groupthink. Like when you hear about it so much, you see something, your mind already says, well, that's probably this. And that's how people say the same thing across the world. Like it exists. But like Bloody Mary. So <laughs> what, what with black back to Bloody Mary. One of the things I noticed with Bloody Mary, too, is they say that people you people who say you're full of crap and you don't see Bloody Mary, there's actually a condition called disasso disassociative identity effect. So if you're in a dim, lit, dim room staring at a mirror for 10 minutes, they did a case study of it. And people, I mean, there's percentages of it to where um, a certain percentage would see their face morphing another percentage would see a beast in the Weird. mirror hmm. another person another percentage of people would actually see a different face in there because your brain in a dim lidded room it's trying will, to process information it starts not being able to recognize itself so your mind stops recognizing who you are in a mirror to where it can disfigure what you're seeing in the mirror see i could see that the whole mind trick thing as far as like there's a local one called flow she's a ghost yes in up yeah, in ogden. ogden yeah where if you go up to this certain point park turn your lights off supposedly she'll fly up over your car or something like that she tries to get in your car 
But like she thinks you're her ride because she died there. Yeah. Waiting. But for then her I've ride. heard that it's been debunked and that it's just by you turning your lights off, Full it's your breath. eyes like it's your eyes focusing with the lights going off and different things and yeah. But no, so, it's on the Bigfoot thing that it, there was just one thing I had to say on that show that used to be on was it Finding Bigfoot or something mm-hmm. and it was those group of guys and there that's was that's where my friend's dad was he was on that show see but I this was a different because it didn't have like actual like scientists um like there was one his name was like Bobo <laughs> we didn't have people with any actual authority yeah that we just sounded so maybe it is a different it's one. true so it's even Scientist. Yeah. So appears to be this group no. of guys with a crappy camera. <laughs> no, it was though. It was. <laughs> it really was. That's the point I'm trying to make. Is this this one? It had that guy Bobo or something big old burly guy that so he would always Bobo. reenact. Like they would go from town to town oh, getting um, eyewitness stories, and then they'd try and reenact it. They would camp out for a while. That's trying Bigfoot. To is it? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> There was one there was one episode. I loved it. I'd watch it. And then there was one episode. I was like, all right, I'm out because they're out. It was like morning and they're cooking. And that Bobo guy, he's like sitting there. He's like he's cooking bacon. He's like, you want to make sure you're cooking the bacon downwind because um, Bigfoot loves bacon and stuff. So you want to make sure the smell gets out there. And then then he takes it a step farther. And he's like, you want to make sure you eat it. Where he, because he's probably watching us right now. You got to make sure you eat it so he knows that it's not poisonous. I was like, okay, the most like mythical creature, and you happen to know he loves bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Something is over the hill. Is that the one you talked about in the preview? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Something. Yeah. And and that was like, and I feel the same with like the the paranormal um, ghost hunters and stuff because. I wholeheartedly believe in ghosts and the supernatural in that sense, too. And I'm just like, that stuff can be faked so easily well, on camera. But you've had experiences with that. No, that's I what just, I'm saying. I believe it. But my point is, is like those TV they shows. They take it too far. They, they take it, it like, too far. No. And exactly. Yes. I just watched a, a ghost show. I can't remember the name of it now, but it's a newer one. But same thing. Like all their sightings were like, oh, this is legit. And then they get to like the final episode. And they created this helmet. That like shines this light on your eyes and allows you to see the ghosts. And he puts it on and he's like, oh, wow, they're everywhere. Oh, I'm like, boy. come on. <laughs> like, this show was great until this very moment. You just exactly. ruined everything. Well, uh, on that note, I think we will call this an episode. <laughs> Whatever you guys believe, uh, I'd say let us know in the comments. I mean, for real. Have you had have you had any sightings? Do you believe in Bigfoot? Have you had any scary things that's happened to you guys? Like legit happened? What are some of your favorite urban legends? We want to know. This is stuff we want to know. This is stuff. This is our favorite stuff to talk about, and that's kind of why we chose this episode. We felt like it was very specific. We wanted to get into it. So maybe one day we'll revisit because there's more. There's a lot more. There's a ton more. We could have gone forever, but. We gotta, we gotta call it a night. <laughs> we are, we're having way too much fun with this. So on that note, it's a night. Y'all have a good night. Bye bye. Thanks for being part of this crowd. Check Later. under your car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs>